War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Also known as Channel <laughs> I'm happy. Your two enthusiastic co-hosts are Jason and Mark. So we're we're like co-hosts now. Mm-hmm. Noah has taken over. <laughs> he has assumed control. <laughs> no. I thought this was an equal opportunity. Attention. No, unlike how some other Federation. people have entered the show, I didn't say, it's me and I'm joined by blah, 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 blah. No. You're the co-host and I'm the... Uh, co-host. I'm the I person on the were, side I of the stage. The M- oh. yeah, I thought you were the MC and Mark and I were the two DJs. No, I'm the sideshow. Oh. Because I'm like a contrast, an emotional contrast to you. Oh. Oh. Okay. I feel conflicted. Yeah. And <laughs> well, confused. So what do we have in store for our unsuspecting listeners this fine evening? Well. <laughs> my scheme has us describing what we've been playing. Oh, that's pretty scary and evil. Even scarier is the listener email. Oh, yeah, that's always pretty scary. (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) And we have some weekend gaming, just a little bit. But most important of all, we have Blogosteria! Blogosteria! Times two. So it's Blogosteria (laughs) in stereo. Yeah, we've actually... There was like two things that kind of hit the shit. Well, I guess the shit hit the proverbial fan in the blogosphere with with two topics this week, so we'll we'll discuss them both, and we'll do it simultaneously, which will be very confusing. Yeah, for you very listening. confusing, but very challenging. Thank yes. God the show's in stereo. Meanwhile, and I, I think we're just the podcast to pull it off. As if that wasn't ADHD enough, we're also airing John Carpenter's <laughs> Prince of Darkness because it totally wigs Jason out. Yeah, this is the part where, like, the chick spits in the other chick's mouth and, like, Satan's goo in her mouth or whatever. Yep, Satan's goo. That's pretty, (laughs) she's pretty disgusting. So we're watching that, too. We'll have to rewind so I can see that. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're all about Satan's goo here at Channel Massive. That's right. Cool. Shall we, uh, shall we move on? Shall we? Get into what we've been playing this last week. The person with the most exciting part of the segment is Jason. What have you been playing? 
absolutely nothing. Well, no. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. I, I've played two things: Jack and Squat. And Squat left a long time ago. How was the Jack? The Jack was okay, but the Squat, not, not so, so much. Yeah, it's been a real crappy non-gaming week for me, mm. man. It's so sad. I've been I've been really busy. Well, I went down. I was I went down to Pueblo for uh, Father's Day. Yeah, and so I was away from my away from my computer and my Wii and all all my video Wii. games. So <laughs> I, I I had to I had to suffer through that, and then I came back here and I was still busy. I had like so many things that I needed to do around the house. And oh, because you didn't have the weekend to do them, huh? Yeah, kind of. You know, so it was just God. I just I never had any time to do any gaming. I, it makes you really appreciate the times you do get to play games. Mm-hmm. That's for sure, because man, I'm I'm starting to like get all jittery and stuff. You know, it's it like is. I'm going through this like withdrawal phase right now. So I'm like, come on, man, I'll play anything. I, we're supposed to go to our friend's house this uh, weekend and do a that's big, right a big time uh, rock band blowout. And uh, you know, I think I'll probably just OD on it or something. You know, I'll, shoot. Even if he doesn't have rock band, even if he only has something like Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures or something like that, I'll play it. <laughs> I'll totally play it. I'll be, I'll be happy to play it. I'll be like, yeah, dude, I can't wait. Only a couple more minutes and I'm going to get the dream house, man. I swear. <laughs> I will, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm that desperate right now to play a game. It's, it's, it's pretty sad. How about you, Mark? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing um, kind of like daily little, like maybe hour to half hour sessions of Agent Conan pretty much. Cool. But I just haven't been getting like a big, you know, like good session time to really sink my teeth into it. Right. You but still enjoying it? Yeah, I really am enjoying I miss it. it. I'll tell and you that, that much. that's part of it is like because it's only it's only a little bit, I just get a taste of it and then I'm done, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like it's that epic Here, Here's a little crack. Oh it's that terrible decision. It's like I can play more or sleep. Play more, sleep. Mm, better sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing I'm working a lot this week, more mm-hmm. than, than I have in quite a while. <laughs> so uh yeah, I've work. needed to sleep and uh and yeah, but but I've been enjoying it and I, I like the way it gives you the uh the experience bonus is kinda cool. So like you get these like for each day you get like ten um I don't know what you'd call them. Your first ten kills of ten, a boost. Yeah, your first ten kills of something equal or higher level, you get a massive experience boost. Right, and yeah. That's so only like, XP it's not bar like a minion, and, but it can't be a minion. Yeah, it's it can't like, be a minion. Yeah. It has to be a real critter or person or whatever. And so that's really that's really been working out pretty well for me because I've only been getting a little bit, but it's every day, you know? Mm-hmm. I've like managed to get like I don't know, like seven levels in the last last week and a half, I'd say. So oh. that's been pretty cool. Um, you haven't gotten up pretty high up there in your logged levels. Logged into WoW to just check out the guild and uh, make sure it was still there. <laughs> <laughs> Are people like, the, the fallen one has returned? Because I had a level 62 guy I was working towards 70, and, and Anigato slash Irigato has gotten his warlock and mage up to 50, or 65 and 66 wow. respectively last time I checked. So he's out-leveling me twice, plus he's doing rep grinding while he's at it. So, yeah, I was pretty impressed with that. That dude is insane. The whole the group was there. It was really nice to see everybody and and I kind of feel I kind of feel like I'm ready almost ready for a homecoming, so and I have to split my time I think for a while. We'll see how that goes. Assuming I get some time. Yeah, yeah but, uh, you're just a whore. 
Yeah, you know me. Uh, that's been pretty much it. Been working with Noah on getting his new podcast going. Ah, yes. With my other. That's right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I've been playing my lawyer game, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so great. It's great. It's it's going by pretty quick. It's not as it wasn't. It's not as hard as the previous ones have been, unfortunately. But it's still a lot of fun. So I have that, and today I. Right before I came over here, I got Space Invaders Extreme on the DS, which I can't wait to play. <laughs> oh, sweet. It looks so cool. Space Invaders Extreme! It's it's seriously, it's as cool as it sounds. It's, well, I guess as do, cool as it sounds do, cheesy. Do, 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 do. But if you don't believe me, go and check out the videos <laughs> at Game Trailers or whatever, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'll check that out. Uh, I went home to my parents' place for Father's Day as well. I got my dad House of the Dead 2 and 3 Return. Which I will be bringing to our game party because it's so much fun. It's just like playing House of the Dead. Really, you have the guns and stuff. I went and I bought one gun holster. I still have to find another one, but there's a little gun holster that you can put the remote into and right. just like. How many people can play at once? Two, two. Just like the just like the original games. Sorry, sorry about that, Jason. Mark's trying to play footsie with me for some reason. Excuse me, I didn't mean to. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. And I also got to play Boom Blocks on the Wii, which is surprisingly fun it's kind of like a reverse jenga where you have these big tires of wind blocks and sometimes you have to pull out one or the other but some a lot of the times you have to throw something at it well, and knock cool. pieces off and it's it's really really cool and i played a little bit of age of conan yeah after the 45 minute patch that i wasn't expecting to occur i felt i was so tired i fell asleep while i was patching then i woke up and i'm like oh gosh it's almost like 10 o'clock i should <laughs> I wonder if anybody's online and it was just mark mark was the only person playing age of conan at the time hello i am the designated loser i played 20 minutes and <laughs> i fell asleep and, and that was all she wrote well at least you didn't fall asleep at the keyboard like i did the previous monday night <laughs> oh. that was awesome did you have another one of those moments no that's i've been trying to be more responsible and when i'm when my vision's blurred and I'm swaying in my chair and things are, you know, kind of uncertain, I've been trying to actually just go to bed. Which That's is rather good, responsible. Because I help you. Jennifer go to bed too, so she doesn't fall asleep at, at on the, the sofa menu. in the middle of the menu. Yeah, <laughs> we're pathetic. Uh, oh, meanwhile, our our viewing of uh, of this uh, wonderful John Carpenter movie is getting really cool. Yeah, I think the spooch just like oh, it's all going yeah. into this one dude. Yep. One one person to contain all that spooge. Yeah, it's, it's who was that? Sick. Is that one of the homeless people? No, actually, I think it's the chick, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Most unfortunate. Well, shall we move on to uh, <laughs> mailbag? Definitely. Now it's time for the mailbag. Huzzah. Woozy. We have <laughs> some audio Woozy. action from the nameless one. The nameless one. What, so, what's his name again? I don't know. He's nameless. Oh, yeah. And his name will never be spoken. <laughs> Ever. Sorry, Derek. Again. Oh, you, Mark. You can't name him like that. He's been summoned. <laughs> He's going to appear in a puff of smoke. Yep, in, in, exactly. In we have two submissions from the nameless one this week because we, well, we dropped the ball last week and forgot. We did. 
We apologize. Nameless so, one. so it's two nameless ones for the price of one. Woo-hoo. So we start out with the first one. Let's do it. Okay, do. Downtime is a natural part of the MMO genre. What I don't understand is why people turn into even bigger rabid idiots when the developers take down the servers for, keyword here, scheduled maintenance. Edge of Conan is constantly under assault, which makes no sense at all since the game is still being shoved through the birth canal. And then there's World of Warcraft. Downtime still once a week. But what these fools fail to see is that Blizzard is the babysitter of over 5 million middle-aged virgins who have nothing else better to do than to troll the forums and threaten fake lawsuits. By the way, Sean Elliott, please bring back Heroes of the Web. An MMO is never fully complete. It must always be patched to keep the gameplay involving and the bank accounts full. Don't like it? Go back to your red ring of death and see what real downtime is like. Well, as we've done before, I agree with his point that maintenance is required for games, especially when they're brand new and they've just come out. Pretty much any MMO goes through some... It's pretty amazing the strides that Funcom has made just with, like... I mean, they're they're kind of on a maintenance schedule of two patches a week. Yeah, two Although I think they skipped ones. one yeah. this week because they, they just wanted to well, that first one work was on it a little bit more. But, yeah. man, I mean, they... Like, every patch that they come out with, like, sweeping changes occur... Yeah, they're not... and and bug fixes, improvements left and right. I don't know how many people they have working on it right now, but you know it's pretty amazing what they're able to do uh, in a week's time. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, you know the World of Warcraft thing. You know World of Warcraft sometimes actually skips a week. Yeah, I, I've seen it happen where they've skipped a week before. So sometimes they don't have uh, maintenance. Um, you know, for two weeks. And sometimes you can tell <laughs> because yeah. because then the auction house stops working why, all of a sudden. Why are the mobs floating? Why yeah. is it when I click my bag it <laughs> takes thirty seconds to do anything and I'm running but squatting but running but squatting but running but squatting? <laughs> it is one of the it it is one of those necessary evils of MMOs, unfortunately, and especially ones that are new. Yeah. Um, but you know, some sometimes you know what cracks me up is what what I hate is when they say, okay, well, we're gonna have this patch coming up, and we're gonna take the servers down, we'll bring them back up at this specific time, and then of course that's when their bu- their their buggy patch blows everything to hell, and they have to take the servers back down again to reverse everything bad that they did <laughs> with the last patch, and I've seen that happen with numerous MMOs before where they. You know, they take you down for a patch, servers come back up for, like, an hour before they realize, oh, shit, we really fucked something up. You know, it's like, how in the hell did this pass quality assurance? And oh, they yeah. have to shut everything down. And of course. They're like, damn, we did QA against the wrong server. Not the one that we patched, <laughs> yeah, but this exactly. other one. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the only things that cheeses me off. And I, just, I do think it's hilarious how so many people just flip out over, over downtime. They... Yeah, the point he you know, made especially about- when it's you know it's well known. It's like you know they they give you so much notice ahead of time. This is when the this is when the servers are coming down. The the point he makes about the people threatening with lawsuits that's always so funny when you're in the forums and it's like the class action lawsuit spins up. Yeah, it, it happens like, at least Lord. at least a couple times a year in every one of these MMOs where somebody's like, "Oh, I'm going to sue these motherfuckers because they've they've damaged me." Well, now that Do- Jack Thompson's being disbarred, maybe he could advise them in their class. <laughs> I'm sure he lawsuit. could. I'm sure he'd be perfect legal counsel for for them. It's so annoying when people have to play the victim in such a pathetic way. Oh yeah, 
We're all victims here, Noah. All of us. <laughs> victims of MMOs. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I wish there was more of that um, Heroes of the Web stuff going around. It's always so funny. <laughs> we kind of are working on our own version, which is our Blogosteria segment. But, yeah, the Heroes of the Web are pretty good. Let's get into the other audio bit from Derek. All righty. PvP seems to become a mandatory feature in MMOs. Dark Age of Camelot had one of the most complete PvP systems, that is until Mythic decided it was a good idea to let the gear decide the fight instead of the person at the keyboard. WoW PvP is nothing more than a game of biscuit, and then there's Age of Conan. While I've yet to partake in its PvP content, it's the free-for-all rule set for this game that has helped conceive this rant. Normally, PvP servers police themselves, with the Care Bears leaving when they realize that the game is no longer played on their terms. However, Funcom has deemed it a good idea that the pussies belong on a free-for-all server. Most of the tools playing on the free-for-all server seem to have ignored the fact that free-for-all means someone can rape you at any time they want without recourse. But Funcom has heard the cries of the victims, quote-unquote, and has decided that, much like the legal system in the U.S., sex, or in this case, ganking, is only allowed when both parties consent and can only be carried out in the presence of a lawyer or a game master, unless you're a male, in which case you're fucked either way. But I digress. Don't like free-for-all PvP? Fine. Go to a PvE server and play your way. Stop ruining the game for those of us who enjoy unprovoked PvP and killing players at half health after they're done fighting a mob. Again, these servers police themselves, so stop acting like a bitch and go play somewhere else. Right on, Derek. I hear you loud and clear, buddy, and I totally agree. You know, if you're if you get on a free for all PvP server, you should know that yeah, you could be ganked at any time, or if you wish to, you can gank at any time. That's the beauty of a free for all PvP server. Um, you know, and most servers do tend to police themselves. Uh, you can, you know, but most mostly, you know, you, you probably want to find a decent guild to hang with. You know, you want to you don't want to definitely Go solo. Out and solo around very much, because that yeah, that's just going to invite somebody to take you down while you're at half health after fighting a mob, as, <laughs> as uh, the nameless one so eloquently put. Uh, so yeah, I I totally agree. I think that people were you know whining and getting game masters to intervene, you know, on a free for all PvP server when they're getting ganked repeatedly. It's just a it's a joke. You know, it's you knew what you were getting into when you. When you mm-hmm. join that server, mm-hmm. uh, get over it. I'd like to take it up a notch as far as anger and rage goes and just say, like, what fucking part of the screen did they not understand when they chose the PvP server over the PvE server? Right? It's like PvE. You okay. know what I think a lot of, you know what I think a lot of people thought, okay. Mark? What I honestly think a lot of people thought was is that it would be Kind of like a, a PvP server in World of Warcraft, which which essentially like is a faction. Well, which is realm versus realm in for all sure. intensive purposes. I mean, it, you know, you got horde versus alliance. Not free for simple. all. It's PvP. not. It's not total free for all. However, you know, in contested zones, and you know, it's no different. When you go into a contested zone in World of Warcraft on a PvP server, you can be ganked or gank at will. Mm-hmm. Period. And but, but not your own faction. But not your own faction. But, so it's like, okay, so you didn't understand, or maybe you did, you know, maybe they thought, oh, I'm going to go to a PvP server and I'm going to kill people. Maybe they thought well, they were elite. joke's on you. There's right. people that are going to kill you, so wah, I'm going to go back to my PvE server and huddle 
Totally. You know, of course, we're we're talking all big because we play on a PVE server. So yeah, that's right. We can. We're a bunch of pussies ourselves. That's right. Mark has played PvP, right? Oh yeah, I have a level twelve on um, uh, what's it called? Not tyranny on tyranny. And that's your character. I've threatened to go go to a uh, PvP server just for a little more excitement in my life, but. But every time I mention it, Mark and Jim uh, look at me with sad eyes, and I feel all guilty and everything. I so. don't do it. I'm cool with that. I'm I'm maelstrom on on tyranny. I want to check it out after they've made whatever adjustments they're going to do, just because I don't want to get used to it one way, and then it's going to inevitably change. You're going to use your mad Nintendo skills. <laughs> you know, you're gonna like your mad out. lawyer. He's gonna have his Wii all hooked litigate, up. Litigate, like, litigate, <laughs> be like, litigate, yeah. combo, litigate. I'm gonna sue you for ganking me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my mullet adjusted. Then you will pay. Well, nice, nice rant there, nameless. Yes, one. thank you for both of those. Appreciate it. So you may recall a couple weeks ago that we had a gentle listener write in and gentle listener. Yes, tell us that. We should learn about Warhammer Online and that Warhammer Online is going noobs. to sorry. That Warhammer Online is going to solve all of our problems and complaints that we've ever had while we've been recording Channel Massive, to which we had a sarcastic response. And then of all but things of course. that listener wrote back the following week and said, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Which we weren't expecting. So we thought that it would be over with that, but another listener has decided that he needed to get into the fray. I think these are actually, this is an, a new emailer. We've never received email from this particular. No, we haven't. How do you keep track before? of that? Like, I never get that right. I always am like, it's a new it's listener. Just email like, addresses. Was, we don't that, recognize it. That was Jim or something. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> Mark, you wrote that. Mark, <laughs> Mark, wrote that. <laughs> Mark, here's the deal. I care about our listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah. Unlike yeah. some people. Liabilities. Uh, Mark's only. <laughs> <laughs> Liabilities. <laughs> All, right. all of them. Here's what Chris had to say to our Warhammer fan. This is in response to the guy who emailed you guys and criticized you for not following Warhammer online. Well, as you already know, this individual has already proclaimed Warhammer as the second coming and claims that it will be the ultimate mid-game MMO the penultimate, for super-duper uber-casuals like himself. Not that I have a problem with people who casually play MMOs or anything, but where the fuck does this guy get off making all these claims? He didn't say he's in the beta, and even if he was, I'm pretty sure that the beta is going to let you play mid-game content, even if he was. I think what he was trying to say there is, Isn't. I'm pretty sure that you weren't going to play. I'm confused. We didn't power edit this before no, we, we read didn't. it. <laughs> Second of all, I've heard Porky harping about what? <laughs> I was drunk again. Second of all, I've heard Porky harping oh, that's about how the email reads. <laughs> Second of all, I've heard Porky harping on the Warhammer website for the last month. All he's been saying is living guilds, big whoop. People like him need to realize that Warhammer Online isn't going to be God's gift to Earth. It's going to be WoW with Realm versus Realm and the Warhammer IP splashed all over it. Jesus. Is Porky man. Paul Burnett? I think that's who he's referring to. <laughs> I've never said that for the record. But say, go ahead and say it now. What? Porky is Paul Burnett. <laughs> no. Or Paul Burnett is Porky? I only say British twit. British twit is as low as you'll so get. That's so the first time I've ever said that. that he's the recording. Porky Br- British twit now? Is is that what you're going to no, refer to him No, that's what Chris as? is referring to him as. <laughs> well, Chris, I mean... Living guilds, living guilds. Everybody's entitled to FTW. their opinion. Uh, I think... You know, there's a lot of excitement 
you know, of course, coming with Warhammer Online, as with any new MMO that's going to be released, um, you know, there's lots of hope and and excitement, and, you know, they all think, that, okay, this will finally be the MMO that gets these particular things right. Warhammer Online, a new hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, with, you know, with that, with a new MMO coming out, there's always going to be that level of excitement, and everybody's going to be touting all the new, new features, the un, un, unseen, you know, improvements over the genre you know that that this MMO will bring, and and they aren't really seeing. Okay, well, they they aren't quite as jaded as some of us are, like like me and Mark, who have played almost every MMO that's ever been conceived of. Uh, so anyway, I you know my my opinion is is that you know yeah I'm sure there's going to be some really n- nice things about Warhammer Online that you won't see. In World of Warcraft, but for the most part, yeah, you're you're just going to get another MMO that's going to have some realm versus realm combat, which will be nice. But you're not going to see anything drastically uh, different than what we've seen before. Well, you are going to see that there's going to be eighty percent of the people playing the the evil guys, and so the realm right, versus yeah, realm that, is the going whole to be population imbalance. Hugely thing. imbalanced. <laughs> oh, I'm going to panic now. Oh, sorry. Done. All done. Well, I agree with Jason. It's, uh, response to that nothing more to say there yeah we kind of we kind of said some similar things as to what chris did perhaps not as vividly (laughs) but i think it's always great that people have (laughs) have anticipation about upcoming mmos i mean i remember a moment when i was excited about pirates of the burning sea (laughs) a moment yeah it was a brief glimmer (laughs) fleeting 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 moment. moment A misplaced moment of enthusiasm. We have a lot of angry emailers, I've noticed this week. We do. This one comes from JF. Didn't leave anything. I mean, it's just JF. Which is, it's like grating at me because I want to know what this emailer's real name is. It's just JF. JF loves uh, Sony Online Entertainment's customer service, apparently. And you you basically tell he really loves it from the the tone of his email. We will add in extra profanity just to help. <laughs> Take it away, better. Noah. All right. So like an idiot, I had the idea to reactivate my EverQuest account for a month just to poke around and see if any old friends might still be playing. Strangely enough, I ran into a couple of old guildies who had the same idea, so I ended up playing a bit. Literally a week after I reactivated my account... SOE announces their Living Legacy promotion for returning inactive players. Free armor, free playtime, nineteen ninety nine for all expansions. So my initial thought was, sweet tits! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a phrase we all say all the time. Huh? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just swing on down to the old EverQuest customer service site and straighten this mess out. Yeah, right. I don't think I could have been more epically wrong about that last statement. In short, they gave me the long dick. And I ended up feeling two scoops of stupid because I had forgotten one of the great laws of the universe. SOE will fuck their player at any base, at any opportunity, even when it costs them money. I swear to God, these guys must get a sexual thrill from saying the word no, or I'm sorry, but... (laughs) Must refuse. Ooh. (laughs) Even though I'm more than qualified for the promotion, my account was created in 2001 and has been inactive since 2005. Oh, wait, I mean was inactive from 2005 to last fucking week. I wasn't allowed to take part. The worst of it was the cut-and-paste response that I received. 
I don't doubt, even if I was one of the five players left playing the game, I would have gotten the same response. Say what you want about Blizzard, but at least they somewhat act like they want my business, and Lord knows they don't need it. So my question to you guys is, have you ever experienced SOE's living legacy of bad customer service? Damn. I have not, but that'll teach you for taking the initiative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. how dare you how try to try to a game again that uh, you, had, you had counseled before. It's like you were like 10 steps ahead of their marketeering department, and then... In they the just, land of America, we wait for things to come to us. I love how how they were totally <laughs> unable to like figure out that the great injustice that they were making and instead relied on scripted responses, you know. It's like this terrible blunder where we really want to bring players back. Oh, here's a player who's come back and all he wants is what every other player that our promotion will hopefully bring back would want. But we won't give it to him. No, no. Well, yeah, and it, it we'll kind of sucks. And it is loyalty. unfortunate that this guy, you know, it was like about, you know, he, off, it was right? like at the last, you know, yeah. like almost at the last second cutoff before they started this Living Legacy program. And, and if yeah. he would have just waited for a little bit, you know, he would have I mean. got the, all the benefits of it. And instead he ends up getting screwed because so of it. And the moral of the story is don't start replaying any SOE game until they tell you to. Or any other, any other MMO for that matter that that you've left and, no and decide to come back to because they're always these companies all run something. This is like know, well maybe not as extensive as this particular yeah. program, but oh. they all have like free trials you know that let you play for maybe a week or two or you know yeah, you know who's worse whatever. well not worse but well maybe worse in Seasoft. I knew you were going to name them. I bought I bought this I bought Guild Wars through I bought the box. The, yeah. For the first game, the deluxe edition, was then, that when it, when it first came out? Yeah. Then I bought the the second expansion, but I did it as the download through my account. Right. Well, somehow I ended up having a problem between getting that registered and having it show up on the account that I already had, even though I had downloaded it allegedly through the account purchase thing. Right. So I had basically like somehow two Guild Wars accounts. And one of them was part of my NCSoft Master account that I have for City of Heroes and everything else, and the other one wasn't. So I called customer service, and they were like, well, we can't directly fix it, but we can give you this crazy-ass roundabout procedure that you can go through that will help you get the communication to us to where somebody who cares can actually fix it. What? <laughs> right. So, that, so I did the crazy-ass roundabout procedure and they said, well, in, in two to three business days, you will be contacted via email with this code or something like that, with which you can then contact customer support for this thing, which will get your two. Because all I wanted was my two. I wanted the expansion and the on main account. account to be on one account, which was linked to my NCSoft Master account. Yeah. Well, now, all these months later, here's where I am. I can't log in to City of Heroes anymore because my password is continually being reset. I can't log into the master account to fix it because that password's continually being reset. And I still have the Guild Wars expansion and the Guild Wars main game are split into two into two different accounts and I can't even play 
one of them because I can't figure out how to get the email back to tell me what the offshoot, the other account was. So essentially, for the what you're telling me is you'll never play another NCSoft game again. It's not looking good, except for <laughs> Champions. Ex- but that well, won't no, be NCSoft. Well, no, that's not be NCSoft. That's um, well, that's right, new company. I, I would maybe do it for Dungeon Runners, but I'm just so frustrated with the whole process right now. And it, it looks like it's going to require me to have to sit on the phone for a hell of a long time during regular NCSoft hours, which aren't 24-7, by the way, to get this thing straightened out. And, I, you know, I'm just like, I'm so frustrated. What's really sad is the only way I know that I, because I can't get into my master account, the only way I can cancel the damn thing is to actually cancel my credit card. Wow. Which I'm debating doing, <laughs> just because I've had the damn thing, the same number for a long enough time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing to do anyway. Huh. But, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I'm just going to have to sit on the phone with these guys. So, yeah, they didn't do the crazy veteran reward screw-up thing like, like, like SOE did, but just that runaround is terribly frustrating, you know? Yeah. I've just kind of learned to stay away from any game put out by Sony Online Entertainment. For a while now, I mean, yeah, I had a decent time with EverQuest too. You know, I I, I like the game. I, I think it's I still good. like that one. But pretty much anything else that comes out of of them is absolute crap. And I'm looking forward to the agency. That that, that well, I'm skeptical about that one. But yeah, we'll I am too, Noah. But you know, we'll see. It might be it might be a cool game. Is that due this year? I won't find out about it. I have to check. I think it's. Through through Mark's eyes, it's uh, either third or fourth. Well, you have to get a PS3 before you find out about it. Oh yeah, I, totally. I think it's a PC and PS3, right? Yeah, it'll be both. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Uh, I At think least they say they're going to make it for the console, yeah, but we all we'll know see. how that's been working Still out. Waiting for my Age of Conan for the mm-hmm. Xbox 360. No kidding. Well, nice email. We are, we too are full of rage, but and, and JF, next time, please please give us a hint of what your real name is. At least give us the J or give us the F part of it. I, I don't care. One or the other. What if it stands for just freaky? <laughs> I don't know, man. Send no a picture. <laughs> <laughs> to M-A-L-E at channelmassive.com. <laughs> What time is it, Jason? It's time for the weekend game. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you have no power over me, Mark. Oh, let me start the movie again. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'll show us some Top Chef episodes. Uh, Here we have a really interesting review from uh, BrokenToys.org. Uh, it's the blogger. Um... It's it's an Age of Conan review entitled, It's the Fun, Stupid. <laughs> Starts out, he says, Age of Conan is a mess, as the twice-weekly massive patch notes attest, but is a great and gloriously fun mess. Just take this example that I wrote describing one of the classes for someone who asked. You burn things. You breathe fire and burn things while swinging a really big sword, and things die in fire. All of your combos do what-the-fuck massive AoE damage. You can also turn into a demon for even more burnination, assuming things are not already burned to death. <laughs> Eventually, you get Fire Lance through a talent, which can do thousands of points of burst damage. <laughs> Heralds of Zotlies are good if you like the combo system like spells. 
and like making things burn in fire. <laughs> Jason, do you like that part? Yeah, actually, I do, and that, that's <laughs> I, I do like the Herald of Zotley because of that. Because you can not only you can not only get the benefit of the combos with your sword, but you can also burn things <laughs> at the same time. And and I think it's a really good point. You know, yeah, the, it, there's lots of bugs in Age of Conan. I mean, it's not they're not like totally game breaking for me. Yeah, you know, and I haven't seen any total game breakers yet. Um, but one of the you know, but despite all the all the bugs, despite you know some graphic glitches maybe every once in a while here and there, you know the thing that makes this game, and I think that's what's making this game so popular, and and why people are actually willing to ignore all this stuff is because it's damn it's pretty damn fun. You know, it's, it's pretty damn fun going into a bunch of mobs, swinging your sword, and then burning stuff. And, you know, he, may, he makes the point, he said, Age of Conan clearly has staked out a niche. People who like burning things. My suspicion <laughs> is this may be a fairly large niche. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, yeah. you, know, what, you know, what gamer doesn't like doing stuff like that? And, you know, seeing it all happen on the screen, watching the blood fly, watching heads being chopped off, you know... You know, mobs dying in, in your flames, and they're writhing in pain, and you're just sitting there cackling madly as you do it. You know, it's just so fun. Yeah, they got they get combat really right because you get this like really cool feedback from what you're doing. It's not just the typical blink, 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 err death animation, right? I mean, it's like you're doing the combos, you're attacking, you're probably moving around a little bit more. If you're really good, you're probably dodging stuff, or if you're a spellcaster, you're probably doing some spell weaving or something like that, and it's just, it's kind of oh, exciting. Oh, man, have you seen what spell weaving looks like? No, I haven't. Oh, you got, there's like some videos up. You got to see, I, I was actually in, uh, I was in, um, what's the main city in Stygia? That you start oh, out in. I can't remember. Well, I like I, uh, Kemi. Kemi, I think, is what it's called. Anyway, I was I was there trying to do some. Um, I, I wanted to rearrange my feats around. Is what I was doing. Oh, respect. And I was I was standing there. All of a sudden, I started seeing this spellcaster. I wasn't sure. I think she she may have been a priest of Mitra, and she starts doing this stuff. And all of a sudden, this altar rises out from the ground, and she's standing <laughs> no. on this altar, and all sorts of crazy stuff's going... You know, there's like this swirling vortex overhead. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, these other pillars come rising out of the ground, and it's just all sorts of crazy... I have seen a screenshot of that. It's like so much crazy stuff going on, and and I'm just sitting there watching it, and it's like... I'm, I'm, I'm standing there and I'm like, it's beautiful, man! <laughs> it's it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm like looking into the into the Ark in Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark, and if I looked any longer, Your my face, face would have melt. melted and stuff. So, yeah, it was really cool. I, I There's, like, a couple of videos on YouTube that I've seen that you could probably just, you know, do a search on it and find it. It's really cool. I think I think what what's the, this blog mentions and what a lot of others are getting wrong is they're trying to... A lot of people are trying to play the game for, like, all of five minutes or five levels or whatever the hell they're doing... And they make their judgment, and they they pick out all the stuff that's broken, and 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 that's great. You know, I basically did that with Vanguard too. The difference is this one actually has a fun factor that you can't 
you can't just define. It just has the fun factor. I think all the classes pretty much agree they feel overpowered. Um, you know, the the way they've designed it, it's got these hooks that get you. And what it reminds me of is, like, when when you look at Metacritic and you see, like, the score the critics give movies, but the score that the people that actually go to the movies give is much higher, typically, in some cases... That was a great qualifying statement. Yeah, Typically, in some cases, <laughs> is is usually higher. You know, it's kind of like when Star Wars came out, the original Star Wars and A New Hope or whatever. When it came out, it was panned by a lot of critics. And then, lo and behold, the actual everyman kind of audience guy loved it. And then people started to do crazy shit like see it 150 times or whatever. And the critics were like, maybe we better take another look at this. Was there something there we missed when we were, you know, making fun of everything about it when we totally, you know, just shredded it in our reviews? And it's like, oh, yeah, there's a story and it's fun. And it's got, you know, dark is dark and the good is good is light, you know, it's that kind of a thing. And I, I think that. In some cases, and you know, it doesn't hit every on every level, but I think that this MMO is one of the first in a long time that has the fun factor, you yeah. know. And, and World of Warcraft was the last one for me that had that fun factor, you know, for different reasons, different in different ways, but you know, it had it. So, yeah. And then um, there's like a counterpoint to all this, where uh, this comes via the Heart, Heartless Gamer um, blog. Where he's basically saying the Age of Conan launch seemed to have gone off without a hitch, but the truth beneath the surface is starting to rear its ugly head, which is fine with me since it fulfills my interest in not eating crow. Age of Conan launched too early. The miracle patch that did fix some hardware and crashing issues did not house any miracle fixes to the late-to-end game content that many believed it did. Lack of quests, bugs, and malfunctioning game systems are plaguing players as they approach level 80 and begin to settle in for the long haul. That is, if they haven't quit already. I don't even need to go further than AOC's own developers to prove this point. They have fully admitted the game wasn't finished or tested enough in this letter from the game director, where he says, we'll add content specifically in the mid-late 30s and mid-late 50s to make leveling speed smoother in those areas, reducing the need to grind. We will have an overhaul to the PvP system, having, adding consequence and a host of small things. We are fixing bugs we reported through all channels we get information from. We'll add a large outdoor region in the level 55 to 60 range this summer. This is only a small taste or more information about the exciting summer fall roadmap will come at the end of the week, etc., etc., etc. And so, based on this, the, this blogger, you know, kind of overreacts. He's like, here we sit again. Another MMORPG launch goes off technically smooth, but it does not take long for the lack of the polish to set in. Most of us hate to use the word polish, but honestly, it fits the problem perfectly. Blizzard polished World of Warcraft to a squeaky clean shine. They didn't innovate. They simply executed the same ideas that have been around for years and polished and polished and polished. I could go on, but I won't. Funcom simply did not heed the warning. Set down by Vanguard. Lord of the Rings Online, Tabla Rasa, and Pirates of the Burning Seas. Don't launch until the game is ready. Finish the game first, polish while finishing the game, then launch. You know, and I agree with that statement, but I don't think Age of Conan has as many endgame problems as, so, as, as 
you know, he he would lead you to believe he's, in in this in this post. He's the same personality type that's going to be level eighty by now. Not the same personality type that's not going to mind grinding, and not isn't going to mm-hmm. miss that that huge amount of late to mid game content at this point. Exactly. I I find that to be kind of funny. And the other thing is, it's like he's acting like it's already failed. And it's not. It hasn't failed. It's pretty successful. No, like, it shockingly hasn't failed, successful. And it, it doesn't appear. It doesn't appear to be failing anytime soon because it, it's it's atop the sales charts again. Yeah. For another month. And yeah, it's like we're all so surprised by it that half of us are are like rewriting history and saying it's not, but it is. It's a success. It's and it's a critical success and too. I'm not. You know, I'm not here to say, yeah, everything's perfect at the end game because oh, no, I, I know perfect. that it's not. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, but you know what? You know what else isn't perfect about the game? I, I don't think the crafting system is probably all that great, from what I understand. No, I don't. Um, I'm sure that there are lots of other things that there's you know, a lot of different types of gamers really would like to focus on than you know, end game content, PvP, or or whatnot. There's, there's still a lot of things imperfect with WoW four or five years later too. Yeah, the you know, and and, and again, and again, this is yet another blogger who who tends to think he, he says, oh, when World of Warcraft came out, it was polished right off the bat, which is a major falsehood. And there's, there's well, I think there's a lot of fan. This is based in fanboys. I mean, if you look in the right hand column, two points of interest are that he writes about himself. I graduated college with a 4.0 GPA twice. No, you are not smarter than me. I am a Warhammer Online <laughs> Age of Reckoning fanboy in all caps. Uh-huh. And this is just one of those schmucks with the WordPress account that are actually Blogspot account who can write intelligently and wants to get attention and pitches a fit because their favorite game is coming up around the corner. And I really wonder how much criticism like this would be going on if Warhammer weren't around the corner just later this year, or Wrath of the Lich King, it where probably people wouldn't are exist. rallying behind something else, like, oh, this game's going to be so much better, I can't wait to point out all the flaws in this. And this dude's already written another post just today talking about how Age of Conan is an epic fail because the guild versus guild cities, the sieges, PvP sieges, they don't work. They're broken or something like that. And he wraps up with a couple paragraphs that say... um Basically, Age of Conan is going to follow the Pirates of the Burning Sea path and try to do these fixes, and nobody's going to be there to play it. And says, maybe, just maybe, Funcom will pull another miracle patch out of their ass. I doubt it, but I'm going to leave the possibility door open. We sit here again with the long-standing MMO tradition of forcing the player base to test in-game systems after launch. The laundry list of mistakes that Age of Conan has made is making and will continue to make is immense. I firmly stand behind my position to not play Age of Conan. Just like, <laughs> wow. Blow it out your ass, you know? I'm going <laughs> to post about something that I will not play. Well, it's hard to hmm. take this guy seriously, especially since he obviously has a man crush on Brett Favre as well, so. But we won't even go there. <laughs> oh my god. No. Anyway, I, I don't know. I think the point's been made. Um, you know, and we're going, you know, and this but is just like they right will have the... to address a lot of these issues, and I, and the the thing is, is that the rate that these guys fix stuff, I have no doubt in my mind that this stuff will be fixed like yeah. very fast. When does this remind you of like the first week of launch? Or was it the week before the launch where somebody was just raking the game over the coals, and then he adds, "By the way, I've never played this game. I've just read about it yes, online." That was that's exactly what it reminds me. That was me very of. very 
a very good way to qualify your review. I've not played this, but I've heard through the rumor mill. And that's exactly what all this is. This is yeah. Speaking I've about game so. companies that decide to polish their games before they release them, <laughs> let's talk about Bioware. Bioware, again, is in the news. Uh, this comes via TotalVideoGames.com, um, where comments by Electronic Arts' John Ricticello... That's a, that's, a, that's a nice uh, Italian name, isn't yes. it? Ricticello. Uh It suggests that uh, Bioware's MMO is being funded by Electronic Arts and will be due out in the year 2010-2011. Let's not have another Hellgate London. So apparently EA has admitted invo- seemingly admitted involvement in Bioware's mystery MMO project, which isn't quite such a mystery since everybody suspects that it's the Knights of the Old Republic MMO. Um, it suggests that both LucasArts and Electronic Arts will pull their efforts in, in publishing the highly anticipated MMO project from BioWare. Mm. Uh, in a recent uh, stock conference with investors, uh, John Ricciccello was referring to a list of 15 new intellectual proper- properties in the publisher's pipeline, which, and then he let this comment slip. He says... It's giving us strong new entries in online. For example, we're funding the MMO in Austin, which is helping us a lot. He went on to state that the MMO is slated for fiscal 2010-2011. So that's between April 1st, 2010, March 31st, 2011. Uh, We've done a lot of head-scratching, and I can't think of any other MMO projects that he might be referring to in Austin or any other EA studios in that part of Texas other than Bioware. So... You know, it seems like EA has a hand in this as well. Um, you know, it's who knows who knows when the official announcement will actually come down the pipeline. Yeah, but be a, I know, think that story. I just I need to interrupt. I'm trying to hold my tongue here, but I think the story is stupid. Don't hold it because Go. bring forth your anger. Duh, EA's funding Bioware. EA fucking owns Bioware. No, so of course, how can this be? They're funding whatever they're working on, <laughs> and yeah, Bioware's working in an MMO. But there is no concrete statement. There's there's nothing in this quote that was stated that links EA. Bioware and LucasArts into a single project. Right. This is pure speculation based on rumors that came out of the LucasArts layoffs, and it's just crap. I mean... But I want it to be true. Yeah, we may want it to be true, <laughs> but there is true. no more truthiness than there was Join us. three months ago. And whoever put this stupid person to write on their stuff was making a bad decision. <laughs> Next story. Next story. Well, speaking about polished MMOs, <laughs> and John Ricticello. Ricticello. He, ca- he also was talking, apparently, about Warhammer Online. He says the Warhammer Online will be a strong entry in the MMO RPG space. No, I don't think it's going to rival World of Warcraft, but no one would ever predict that. But it is a strong game that will get our returns for us. We're proud of it. Oh my god, don't tell Heartless Gamer that. He well, might bust a vein. Well, no, it's just well, hilarious. Than it us. just totally cracks me <laughs> up how, you know, even their own the e- the CEO you know, of the CEO EA. is like e- even like well you know it's going to be a nice game and it's going to make us some money but you know it's just not going to be able to compete with World of Warcraft really 
You know, it's like, what? Yeah, gee, thanks for the vote of fucking confidence, asshat. That's what I'd be thinking if I was if I was in Mythic's camp right now. I'd be like, thanks. Thanks for fucking nothing. You know? Because I'm sure they've... Well, they're so pumped. You know, see, and I, you, think, I think, think they want to come out with a game that's going to compete with World of Warcraft. Do you think he sent them a bunch of those demotivator posters? He must have, you know. It's like... like failure. Fuck, man. It's like nothing like throwing your developers under the bus. Nice try, guys. Yeah, it's like yeah. nice try. It's a good game, but you know, it's really not gonna you know nothing compete to write home about. Just you know, just a nice little you know, it's a game we're proud about. But mm, well, you know, that was that was well said. I like I like how he he set everybody's expectations. Yes. <laughs> yeah, don't set the bar too high. This don't, is after... don't fly too high to the sun, or you you may get burned. Little Icarus's wings will melt. Well, this is after. The... Yeah, he said, uh, actually, guys, how about you push this one back a little bit? It's not <laughs> yeah. ready to be released. Yeah, we... So we're, maybe that's re- We're re- renowned for pushing crap out that's crap, but in this case, you know, you better hold, hold that on there. We, we'll give you a few more months. We're proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Nice job, champ. Bake that sucker. Did you guys know that 82% of gamers react positively to contextual in-game advertisements? Depends on which 82% it is. Well, apparently I'm not in the 82 fucking percent. I'm not either. I hate fucking in-game ads. According to Nielsen... You love them? Oh, you collect them. Oh. (laughs) I don't think I've ever played a game with ads in in it before. According to a research Hmm. study conducted by Nielsen Bases and Nelson Games on behalf of in-game advertising network IGA Worldwide, the study, consumers experience with in-game content and brand impact of in-game advertising study found that in-game ads produced a measured lift in overall consumer awareness and opinion of the products that are advertised. Hmm. They surveyed over 1,300 PC gaming participants. 1,300. That is a huge chunk of the PC gaming community. <laughs> yeah, that's with software embedded in sample like game discs, Nielsen tested multiple variables with multiple brands across multiple games. The advertised brands include Taco Bell, Jeep, and Wrigley. And the games were provided by Electronic Arts and Activision. Well, yeah, because Electronic Arts and Activision game players are pretty well representative of the entire PC gaming genre. They're the only they're the only that's ones true represented. The firm believes that it is its research shows IGA's in-game ads generate significant advertising value across key ad metrics. Mm. The study also found that in-game ads provided an average 44% increase in post-game Probably aided recall. because they were so pissed off about having to see a fucking ad in a game. For brands, and, and a 33% increase in positive brand association. <laughs> so what if they paid them? Okay, uh, so we're all gamers here, right? No. Of course we are. I'm an ad That's reader. why we're podcasting about it. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Noah, please tell me that you'd love to see in-game ads in your game, and you think it's going to... You think seeing a a Coca Cola ad while you're playing your uh, lawyer game will make <laughs> you want to go buy more Coke? Well, you know when you were reading through that story, I actually remember there there are at least a couple games I could think of that I've played that have had ads in them, but they were, I guess, kind of soft ads. One was SSX, I think SSX three. There was randomly there was a Honda element thrown <laughs> into the course, and you actually had to 
send your snowboarder through the doors of the element because you remember they open on both sides like a minivan. And I also remember even further back, Crazy Taxi, you would actually sometimes have to take your fare to places I like... I love Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Taco Bell or KFC, game. stuff like that. And I remember when it... it I think it depends on the context of the game. Did you feel a game. need to go out and buy some KFC after you did that? <laughs> no, I did not. But I thought it was kind of cool because it was the first time... I think in the context of the game, when it, I'm a taxi driver and I'm, I'm not taking them to some random made-up store that's been made, right. made up it's by the developers. Right, it's a real store. It's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm taking people to a place that exists. It added a bit of reality. And I was thinking if I were playing the Need for Speed games, which is probably where this is really notorious, the Need for Speed Underground, and you're racing around cities that are supposed to be real, and you drive by real businesses, it adds a little bit of a feel of authenticity helps you submerge more in the game. But if I were in the Matrix Online or if I were in City of Heroes, no, I would not want to see a Powerade billboard or some other stupid crap because... It's just there's something different about it. For, for some reason, with driving games, it makes sense. Maybe it's just because I'm so used to seeing billboards, sports that are televised. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the yep. sport. If you were to watch a, right. a race or if you were to even watch like a basketball game or a football game, all that awful marketing, which I really don't like. But it's it's a part of the stadium experience. It's like NASCAR, it's part- where NASCAR's all their yeah. cars are you know tricked out with you know. So when it's a sports you know, game, DuPont, it, it makes sense. Or, you know, I know, it's like every car yeah. has a major sponsor, you know, that they put their label on. And, you and know, you that's know a form of advertising. And they're talking about Electronic Arts here. And a lot of the games that Electronic Arts makes and is well known for are sports games. And I think, yeah, people who are used to playing or watching football and playing football games or racing and all that other stuff. Of course, it's part of the. That's a part of the experience. But if you're going to see a Coke ad in EverQuest Two or in StarQuest or, or Star <laughs> Wars Galaxy, yeah. let's hope Blizzard doesn't like pop in a Pepsi commercial. You know, like in the middle of a I'm, battleground. I've always maintained that the the alternative to trying to make all this money with your dumbass product placement or in-game advertising is just to actually work on a game that's fun enough that you can just succeed at by making it good like world of warcraft it's like they don't have they're not i don't think they're like brainstorming about how do we do product placement or in-game advertising in world of warcraft yeah how how can we get that extra (laughs) you know 0.3 percent of of revenue sponsored by stp (laughs) stp (laughs) you know it's like no no you know the game the game makers who are actually making successful games that are you know, at the top of the charts and they're doing well. I don't think they're having to worry about this so much. They just keep making games that work. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if they're, if it's not a, um, if it's not an online game, the other thing they might be worrying about is, you know, um, protecting themselves from piracy, but trying to rake in this extra, you know, percentage with advertising, like the NCSoft guys are doing to bastardize city of heroes. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, what about you guys? Like, do you get annoyed at movies with all the crazy product placement? Like, I think, and to me, what pissed me off the most recently was, like, the Fantastic Four 2, which was, it had a fucking Dodge Hemi in a jet car. It's like a rocket car, and it has a force uh, eight-cylinder combustion engine. What good's that going to do? Like, who doesn't <laughs> want that? And the guy's like, is it a Hemi? And he's like, oh, of course. Because it's got the Dodge logo, and it's oh, like it's like so annoying. It's like there's all these movies where they go crazy with that stuff, and you know some of the Austin Powers movies were funny because they just made fun of it all. 
So yeah, he's actually, still doing he, it. he did a lot with that. I remember there was there was one. It was like Wayne's World or Wayne's World Two, one of those where they did like a whole segment, which purpose it was purposefully totally, it was over like the purposely top, over the top with yeah. the with the advertisements, the product placements, where he was like holding up the can of Pepsi or whatever, and you know showing it to the audience, making sure that they you know saw what he was holding and all it's this like, stuff. It's like and when you watch like if if you're really he was like I think he's, he was even saying you know I'll never sell out blah 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 blah, and every time yeah. he said it, you <laughs> he's know, got product he'd, he'd hold up something. Yeah, it was kind of. It's funny. like when you watch um when you watch like Top Chef. It's like how many commercials do I have to fucking watch? But yet every time they show the people, there's a Glad product somewhere, like. <laughs> How, yeah, just strategic, how, how many strategically placed are so desperate you can see for it, yes. plastic baggies, you know? Or like in Survivor where they would get a reward of Mountain Dew or Doritos yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mountain yeah, Dew. Yeah, because when I'm stuck on an island, I'm thinking, I need a Mountain Dew. Yeah. I'd, I'd want a shower. <laughs> I'd want a bed. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm too old. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I find it amazing that, that the uplifting spin on that, that, story just yeah. seems like total crap. Jason, you're probably pretty convinced it's good, right? Oh, yeah. I can't wait for more in-game He's covered in logos yeah. right now. He's got all these stickers on himself. Yeah, I'm sponsored, sponsored by, by everybody. Tonight, I'm sponsored by Dale's Pale Ale from uh, the Oscar Blues Brewery in Lyons, Colorado. And Noah's sponsored by Old Del Chubb. Del Taco. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noah's sponsored by Tel- Del Taco. Copious amounts of Del Taco. As always. Yeah, Del Taco and stale Walmart cookies. Mm-mm. That seems to be my regular Walmart meal cookies. over here. There's no Del Taco but where I live, so I have to go. Damn it. See, now we're giving free advertisement away to all these companies. We really need to Mark only that. plays out-of-tune Ibanez guitars. <laughs> 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 all right, that's enough. <laughs> Log from Buramo. And now it's time for Block Stir. So we have two topics in our blog Osteria this week. One that could be pretty far-reaching and prevalent to a lot of people that listen to our show. And the other a little bit more of a traditional blog Osteria type of topic. Could be a major shitstorm. Yeah. With a lot of internet users. Uh, AT&T announced, um, this is following Time Warner's announcement, that it plans to meter internet usage uh, in the United States. Uh, Telecom Corporation AT&T revealed that it is considering a similar plan to charge consumers extra for exceeding internet usage caps. So, basically, this has everybody in the MMO blogosphere, just the blogosphere in general, I think, in a kind of a panic because you know especially gamers gamers like us because geez i mean we're downloading we're, we're downloading whole games sometimes i mean we're not going out to stores anymore 
you know, buying the box. We're just downloading it, you know, like on Direct to Drive. Uh, these games are, you know, getting fairly large. They're not getting any smaller. Man, no. That, that's for sure. Uh, f- form of uses. They say that a form of usage based pricing for these customers who have abnormally high usage patterns is inevitable. And, you know, the fee breakdown really hasn't been discussed. Um, you know, but you're looking at things like, you know, high definition movies. Um, you know, they're probably like a good five gigs. You know, if you're downloading just demos of games, those could be a couple gigs. Um, full-blown games, you know, can range anywhere from, well, shoot, Age of Conan was 30. Yeah, it was huge. You know, it was like 20-something to 30. Um, you know, you're downloading stuff, you know, using Xbox Live, using your Wii, whatever. You know, it's, you know, it's... It's pretty. It's going to get pretty pricey, you know. Depending on what their uh, subscription plans are going to be like, you know. They, they uh, Comcast is said to be considering a similar plan with a fifteen dollar charge for every ten gigabytes downloaded beyond a two hundred fifty gigabyte limit. Um, you know, and and so everybody's you know kind of freaking out over it. Keenan Grab, of course, they. Uh, they got in on it, and basically their their point was is that, hey, you know, our household, you know, they have three consoles connected to the, to the Internet. They regularly download games from Xbox Live and, and Wii and whatnot. Um, you know, they spend a lot of their time on the Internet, you know, whether they're editing their blogs, you know, whether they're streaming music, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you know of course, their point was two months ago, they were, he says, two months ago I was downloading 32 gigabytes every other week for the Age of Conan betas. Both Grave and I bought new PCs and had to re-download all of our Steam gains, which were about 6 gigs per. We're buying digital content, including games on Xbox Live, Wii Virtual Console, on a regular basis. According to AT&T DSL, which is their provider... 5% of their users are using 46% of the bandwidth. And where does that put a household like ours? I'm assuming that the biggest consumers are those who are constantly downloading and, and uh, peer-to-peer file sharing to get high-definition movies and things like that. But those with habits like mine can't be too far down the totem pole. Well, duh. You have fucking every console made. You've, <laughs> you've got, you're downloading, like... Age of Conan patches, which are huge twice over because you're both playing it. Right, that's you're probably true. using Vonage, you know, for VoIP over IP phone as well. Probably these, you know, every every habit they list there probably indicates that they probably don't get their Netflix in the mail. They probably download it streaming. Uh, you know, it's like everything about them screams we're the people that are steal or not stealing but using all of the bandwidth we possibly can at all times you are that 5% you're the reason for this rule <laughs> I, I don't know i think part of this is you know we had to have seen this coming quite honestly well yeah and it sucks i mean it, it and it sucks you know but you, you had to have seen this coming and i you know, I I probably don't download as much as I used to. I mean, I used to 
go crazy on MP3s and porn mostly. Well, yeah, mostly porn. Hey, <laughs> you, you know me. But uh, you know, my my biggest concern is you know I I do play MMOs a lot. <laughs> you know how much you know you know how how is it going to be determined? You know. You know, how much I play, how much bandwidth am I using playing these games? I mean, I don't know exactly for sure. I'm not sure what the packet sizes are, I guess. It's really light for MMOs because it's all about limiting latency, you know. So it's not, it's it's as little information as can possibly go back and forth between the client and the server without making the client uh, vulnerable to to cheating and stuff so that you know the server's keeping track of everything but they they try to keep it as light as they can you know but what about if you're doing that and you're in a guild and you're on vent as well with voice over ip the right. whole time or with this keenan grav type household where like two people are on vent at the same time you're both playing and the game And two people are playing the game and, and two both, people are downloading everything right, you've got consoles got, yeah you're um, streaming music and videos. I mean, I, I you know, and that's the thing I do too. I find myself more and more often. XM Radio. There's all these ancillary products yeah. that have pretty much come up with features to take advantage of a glut of bandwidth. Right? There's like the Slingbox thing, so you can watch. True. You can watch whatever you're whatever you're recording or viewing at home with cable or or satellite. You can watch that remotely while screwing around at work. <laughs> Some would say, or you know, if you're on the road or something like that, you can watch. You can basically watch movies that you're broadcasting from home across the internet to yourself. Um, you've got the Vonage thing, which is voice over IP. Which, again, it's a it's a highly compressed. Um, you, you know, the bandwidth is high, highly compressed, but still, it's you know, you're taking hits from all of that. Anyway, all these products are kind of designed to use all the bandwidth there is and and then like I say with Netflix where you can download the movies instead of actually getting mm-hmm. them on media I mean it's yeah you know it, and I'm streaming you know I stream episodes of you know my favorite TV shows all the time when I don't catch them on TV yeah like a lot of the channels now it's like yeah yep. you know I'll go to ABC's website and I'll catch up on some episodes of Lost or the sci-fi channel if I've missed a couple episodes of Battlestar Galactica you know I'll, I had I don't have a problem with doing that I love doing that yeah I love being able to do that, you know, but, you know, how much is this going to end up costing me in the future if I continue my, my internet habits like <laughs> like I'm, you know, currently doing now? Uh, Tobald had a quite uh, incendiary take, I guess, on this earlier, and it was so incendiary that he had to take down the first post. Did the internet catch on fire? Well, I guess it was just, it started this huge flame war, apparently. Um, anyway, he writes that, you know, and I, I guess one of his major points was is that piracy was a big issue um, because of this. And his his point was, you know, and I'm just extrapolating this because he took down his original post, is that what he was trying to say, and what he said initially was, is he kind of was blaming, you know, pirates, piracy and pirate gamers in general for, you know, for this. Because, you know, they're downloading massive you know, amounts of data, you know, no. games are, you know, a huge piracy issue. I MP3s, totally don't agree with that anymore. Um, Maybe like four years ago. That you know, basically he blames the uh, peer-to-peer, uh, right. you know, file sharers for, 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 for what's going on here. Sure. You know, back 
back a few years ago when Napster was not a legitimate quote unquote product and peer to peer was kind of, you know, prevalent for piracy. Yeah. But now that everybody and their brother is using things like torrents, you know, Blizzard uses that to distribute the updates to wow. I mean, it's legitimized yeah. by that. Um, you know, so, so, so he, he, I'm sure a flame war erupted there. Oh yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it, he had to take it down. It, it got so bad. Matt Puss, there's the pussification of that <laughs> the one. The pussification of of the blogosphere. Um, you know the Greenskin, um, which is another Warhammer Online blogger. Um, you know his one one of his major points. You know he, he kind of had added some really great great quotes at the end of his blog, which I. You know, I, I kind of thought were, you know, pertinent. Uh, this quote is from Eric Klinkler, uh, which is the uh, chief technology officer of BitTorrent. Uh, his quote is, The definitions of low and high usage today are meaningless because the Internet's going to grow, and nothing's going to stop that. And Cisco also put this quote in their report, um, in a recent report, which said today's bandwidth hog, quote unquote, is tomorrow's average user. Yeah, that's true. So you know, true. that's yeah, that is so true. You can't, you know, you can't argue that point at all. I mean, just, just it's just the way things are going now. You know, you can have access to movies and games instantaneously if you want. Well, not instantaneously, but as fast as you can download them. Uh, so true, you know, and you don't have to leave your home to get any of that. And if, if that's the, you know, the, the thing that gets me is if, if that's the logical step, I mean, it is the next logical step in, in how everybody's going to be connected. You know, people are going to be able to get their movies on demand all the time. You know, that's the way things are. Then, you know, maybe, you know, some, company is going to have to come out with some better compression method to you know alleviate those you know those download costs or there needs to be an infrastructure of the media that's used to connect to the internet like in japan where they have a government funded and controlled internet backbone and so they have i what does i think they have copper it's i don't remember what it is but it's the next best thing above Fiber optic. Hmm. And it's countrywide because the country sponsors it and sponsors the infrastructure. Of course, we won't have that in America, but... No. But it is a pretty valid point that what we think is like exceptional utilization of the internet today, tomorrow will be like laughable. Like we think 30 gigs is huge. And we, we mentioned this a couple podcasts ago. 30 gigs is a huge footprint for an MMO, but... In two years, we'll be like, man, remember how tight that Age of Conan install was? That was tiny. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we'll, you know, could you imagine 10 years ago what, what we have now? I mean, well, no. well yeah, I mean, let, let's look back, you know, ten, 10 years ago, would you be able to say, dang, you know, I, I can do all this stuff on the internet and, yeah, and you know, you just, you never were able to really comprehend exactly what we were able to do now. Well, I remember the original model of the internet was you paid by the hour. You didn't get unlimited like we do now. So I wonder if this is also kind of just 
the business model coming full circle and back to yeah, that's for true. access. We've been really spoiled. I remember thinking it was such a revolutionary and crazy idea to have unlimited internet. I remember that was something that I got from college right. when I was going to school, and I'm like, wow, this is so nice. Yeah. That was dial-up of 28.8. Oh, the power. Yeah. Well, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how many companies follow suit, and which I'm sure are probably going to end up being all of them. You know, I just I'm wondering how much it's going to impact my personal internet yeah. usage. Well, it's like your, you know, your. It's not like your phone is limitless, or your gas is limitless, or electricity is limitless. <laughs> yeah, we wish, huh? I wish it all was. I wish it was like, well, you can only have this much. This is your bandwidth for your gas, electricity, your phone. And as long as you don't go over your maximum bandwidth, you'll be fine and you physically can't go over it. But that's just, it works differently, you know. I I hate the thought that of having to pay extra for, you know, when I have that crazy month where I do. You know, I could have two months where I barely, where I use you know, 5% of the maximum allocation I could have monthly. Right, but then there are but some months where that you go one over month. that. So it's like, can I have rollover minutes then, fuckers? You know? Hey, there you go. Maybe you that's know? something that uh, one of these companies will have to look at. Rollover a, bandwidth. I would imagine they get competitive. <laughs> Eventually, they might get competitive to they try to, to snag customers. It depends, too, though. It's like, one thing that is for sure is with... You know, the ISPs, some regions have pretty much a monopoly. You know, like my neighborhood, the, the way that they screwed up the phone system, there's no DSL. So it has to be a cable modem. Oh, really? And I it has I, to be Comcast. Yeah. So it's like a, right now, you know, in the future it won't be, but right now it's kind of a monopoly. If you want high-speed internet, it's Comcast, you mm-hmm. know, that's all you can do. Interesting. I'm sure in other places it's only DSL. You know, it's just going to vary. But in places where there's a lot of competition, you would hope that you'd see some sanity as far as the pricing models. I just, I am opposed to it, but I don't know that. No, I don't there's think any there's any way to stop, way to stop it. it. They're always trying to figure out how to weasel more money out of us. All right, this next blogosterious comes courtesy of the Common Sense Gamer, uh, Darren, who who started out with says, NGE. Still a kick in the nuts to most. Uh, NGE, for those of you who don't know what it is, it stands for New Gaming Experience, uh, which was the which was the game breaking patch for Star Wars Galaxies <laughs> and user base breaking. Uh, yes, totally. Anyway, he he started the comment and he says, "What amazes me to this very day is that." NGE is still talked about and how people can be so passionate about something that really means nothing. It happened three years ago, and for some people it seems like it's just something they can't let go of. It's funny, most seem to forget real live events in the span of months, but change their game and dear God, watch out. (laughs) Question. Does anyone else think that we just need to move on? Seriously. Wow, I just realized something. If people aren't letting go of the NGE, an update to a game... I'm thinking we'll still be talking about Vanguard for the next 20 years. Oh, you know I will. Of course, that was all SOE's fault, too, along with World War II, the Great Depression, and anime. Oh, yes, I'm coming after you, Mr. Smed, for that anime stuff. And he just basically sums it up by saying, I'm getting a bit bored by NGE rants. No longer relevant. And this kind of... 
sets up my NG rant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, we started this whole rant. <laughs> anyway, it it kind of started, and, and this whole thing started with um, a developer who actually worked on the NGE. Um, go to Rubenfeld.com, Rubenfield.com. I'm sorry, where he kind of poured his guts out about working on on Star Wars Galaxy Galaxy and the NGE. And uh, it's titled, In Which I Try to Speak Honestly About History. Um, you know, he goes on to say that, you know, he you know, he makes video games, he manages teams, develops features of the game. Um, you know, you try, you know, they all do this to try to make some money, you know, for their game. And... You know, if somebody asks for pink fluffy bunnies, we give them bunnies, done to the best of our abilities. You might hate bunnies, but you make the best bunnies you can possibly make. That is your job. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, sometimes things take longer than we'd like. Sometimes things end up more or less what we intended. That is the job of a game designer. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about what happened when the NGE push came along. He said, well, so when the NGE push came along, we were asked to reimagine the game. Not just small changes, but rebuild it. And it was needed. When we were asked, we were bleeding subscribers. If I remember correctly, somewhere around 10k a month. Losing 10,000 subs a month. I said, and then he says a note, I think our subs were closer to 160 to 180k than 200,000k. It was a bad financial situation, no matter how you look at it. Um, you know, he goes, hell, all of you who recall the grand old days of launch seem to conveniently forget that everyone quit shortly afterwards. Yep, that's true. And it is true. I I was one of those. I yep. quit like about two or, yeah, probably about two months after Star Wars Galaxies was, was released. I played the beta and then I, I was waiting a while and I was going to jump in and everybody I knew that was, had been playing it, had bought it, they weren't playing it anymore. <laughs> Anyway, they tested out a new combat system on a whim. Uh, he made a quick prototype, and they discussed it internally. Uh, the difference was the control scheme, not the rules. You clicked, you shot, and they demonstrated it, and everybody was like, whoa! And the producer kind of took some time to think about it, and apparently said, yeah, you know, you knew they had to make this change. It was, the, you know, the NGE concept was so much better. You know, they had to do it. Um, and then, but in the, in the process of doing that, they streamlined all their characters. They totally changed (laughs) how every class worked and the customers that they did have that were still remaining got really cheesed off because one day they logged on and their game was completely different after this patch. I mean, it, classes didn't play the same. They were, you know, they just, you know. It, it was like a totally different game, and it wasn't the game that these people had kind of grown to love, warts and all. Yep, that may be up there as greatest failure, uh, right up with like making a version two of a game. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you know, it's it's like saying, okay, well, we screwed up, so we're just going to create this whole brand new game and. You know, to hell with the fans that we have already. The loyal fans must be punished. 
Well, the game's still live now, isn't it? It's still up. It's still around, yep. Yeah, and these it still people, is. And I, these there, there's still people could, who play it. Yeah, I mean, these people complaining about this ancient game could have it worse off than that the game could be completely gone altogether. Maybe that's what they want. Well, our but... next podcast, I'll be complaining about the muds that I played <laughs> 15 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, very Broken Toys saw this and totally went off on this guy after he kind of poured his heart out and kind of told kind of told all the whole story and and the blogger at Broken Toys decided to say man this guy is basically an ass he said you know he kind of said you know you can't do this you can't say you know those 2000 customers they are customers that you just dismiss as dregs and weirdos and those are the ones who are paying your salary you can't just blow them off for the mythical millions of people looking for a better game you want to make a better game for them sure you know and he you know he just kind of just totally tears this guy up just rips him apart basically says you know they made a screw up but you know you, you couldn't just point the finger at you know, everybody else but yourself, which is kind of what it seems like, you know, this, you know, developer did. You know, he kind of blamed everybody on an organizational level and whatnot, but he kind of did. He kind of said, yeah, I kind of, I fucked up. The whole company fucked up. It wasn't as if he was kind of passing the blame off on everybody else. Right. You know, it was it was a collective, it was a collective major screw-up of epic proportions. Many people collaborated in perfect unison to destroy what was left of that game. You know, and I, I guess it is. It's just kind of funny how, you know, I, I think... I think that Darren... Darren kind of, you know, summed up my feelings on the whole thing with his his little blurb. Yeah. Which today was, you know, it was like, why are you guys still... Talking about talking this? Talking about this, you know, it's... You know, it's... What's done is done. You can't undo it. You know, it's not going to change anything. It's, yeah, it's it's one of those epic fails, you know, like, you know, the new Coke. <laughs> oh, yes. I you remember know, the new Coke. The new Coke was like an epic fail on so many levels, and now, you know, and it's still talked about to this day. Yep. Well, maybe they'll just make a, the equivalent of the Dark Age of Camelot uh, blast from the past rule set for, for this, and it can live on. Yeah, man, you know, maybe they should. Maybe, maybe, maybe SOE should release a like a hard pre-NGE server. Yeah, they should. I bet people would love that. <laughs> or maybe not. Or not. Well, should we wrap it up? I think so. Noah's about yeah, dead. <laughs> And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed episode 47 and that your opinions were passionately engaged to the point that you want to leave us a voicemail on Skype at channel.massive.skype or if you're a traditionalist, we do support email. And you can email us at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Or if you're entrepreneurial or innovative, you can just send us an MP3 or WAV format file like Nameless One does, and we can include that as well. We hope you enjoy the show, and we get to see you in Age of Conan.
Maybe Mark Maybe will make another cameo World of Warcraft. <laughs> my parents. Yeah, definitely. And thanks again for downloading the show. <laughs>